Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nux Talk. This is episode four with Kyle and Thomas. We'll be looking at the Montreal series that we just finished up last night. Our first game, three game series of the season. And it's just going to be our reaction. Uh, not the result we wanted, obviously, dropping two of three. But uh, Kyle, what did you think? Give me one word to describe the series. Two words to describe the series. I'm frustrated, Thomas. I'm very frustrated. And, you know, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about, but at the end of the day, the Calgary series was about special teams, and the Montreal series now is about turnovers. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't say Montreal necessarily outplayed us. I wouldn't necessarily they drove play. I just think, I mean, I don't even know what to say. The turnovers in our own end... um, not getting the pucks deep. I mean, throwing passes across the center of the ice when you're the last man back. These things are things that we're not used to seeing. And uh, it's bizarre to see our, our top talent turn the puck over. And maybe it's bad luck. Maybe it's not. But uh, yeah, it's it's very frustrating to see us play uh, this brand of hockey. I think that's a big thing. Clearly turnovers, 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 turnovers. Yeah. It's... Uh... It's something that was an issue in the Calgary series, I'd say a bit in the Edmonton series, but more so, as, as you alluded to, special teams was the main issue, main concern. But now that the special teams have started to figure it out through the series, we can clearly see that uh, turnovers are, are definitely causing us major issues. So, looking at Game 1, what, are your, what, are you, what did you think about Game 1? I mean, I thought Game 1 was a, as much as a must-win game as you're going to see five games into the season, um, coming off two back-to-back losses in Calgary. Uh, I thought we started off well. Obviously, the power play got going, which is a solid sight to see. I believe we went three for six in that game. Um, yeah, a back-and-forth game. Obviously, happy with the win. Uh, I'm not thrilled with our defensive play. Uh, I think that was pretty clear throughout the three games. I mean, anytime you let up... What did we let up? 17 goals in three games. You're, you're not playing good team defense. And uh, yeah, game one was, was, was I think, uh, just a tale of, uh, yeah, we, we got three goals on the power play. And, uh, you know, Brock Besser ties it up after, you know, letting up the lead with three minutes to go. So I thought it was a decent game. I thought it was a, I mean, I'm not going to complain about a win, um, but yeah, there, there's things to clean up, and, you know, I guess in its totality, it's just hard to be positive about the first game because we know what happened, the two previous, yeah, or the two after. I think going to the first game, big positives we could take away is the power play, getting finally getting on the board. Yeah. Um, we've both been saying it, I've been saying it, we needed to get that puck down low and get the puck to Bo Horvat, and yeah. that's what we saw. He scored two goals from right in the slot there, Yep, and... It was simple plays. We finally got the puck down low, and it could see you could see that it was moving their defense around instead of just passing at the top of the umbrella. They were forcing we're forcing them to move, and you know the one through Price, but still hard shot from Bo, and then the one was an absolute snipe. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned that because you really did call that, and you said that you wanted to see more out of that bumper spot. And uh, Bo Horvat, JT Miller, and Brock Besser played that as well as you kind of can through those two first games. So that was really positive. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, it, it's positive that we're, we're scoring on the power play, but I think what I really want to talk about here is we, we kind of reviewed the film, and a lot of people are blaming our inexperience on defense. We have a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys, um, but I think what's even more concerning is just as a team, we're not playing good defense. I mean, we were watching it, and just our man coverage and our defensive zone is off. Uh, it seems like our players don't have much chemistry, so that's concerning to me. And I personally don't know what an easy fix is. I mean, it's easy to pinpoint, you know, you got to score on the power play. You can do things to do that. But, you know, to say don't turn over the puck, that could mean a multitude of things, and a multitude of things have to happen. So where do you see us needing to improve? Yeah, well, I think defensive zone coverage clearly is an issue. We're in the bottom of... Goals allowed. Yeah, I think we're literally last, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if we're not, we definitely should be the way we've been playing. Yeah, it's a joke. But I think you have to, exactly, we looked at the film, you have to sort of go in and break down what is actually happening. And there is young defensemen that have been playing, but we've noticed it's not just the defensemen, because in a lot of situations, they're not making terrible, terrible plays. It's team defense in general is just out of position and... We've noticed our forwards are too high in our zone often. The D and center aren't covering the right players going towards the net. Um, especially in game one, you look at, I think, one of the goals especially that I noticed was a goal where Quinn Hughes had the puck at center along the boards and ha- and he gets kind of hit. And then Hammonick comes in for absolutely mm-hmm. no reason from mm-hmm. the other side of the ice. And then it leads to the Toffoli breakaway. Right, that was the Toffoli goal, yeah. And so, I mean, maybe he's coming in to defend Quinn or something, but you can't just come across and take yourself completely out of the play. Well, if you're going to defend him, defend him. Drop your mitts and start punching. Exactly. Don't skate halfway across the ice, leave your man, and then just bump him. (laughs) You know, like, if you're going to go for it, go for it. And so, like, that was a clear case where it's a simple thing, and the execution is just out the window. He's just doing whatever he wants there, and clearly it cost us, like, big time. Yeah. And then another thing I noticed was um, on the Gallagher goal, Gallagher tap it. Um, We have the puck in the end, and then they kind of bring it up the ice, and then we just get beat back into our ozone, basically. It's just we're too slow getting back into our ozone. And I think on that one, Quinn just got beat to the net by Gallagher in a straight line. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he did. But I think that just is... A thing that our team is not doing well right now is, one, we're turning the puck over their blue line too much. I was about to say. It's driving me mad. In the neutral zone. So naturally, they're coming up the ice with quite a bit of speed off those turnovers. That's a problem. But our turnover defense is not good as it is. Our back check is not good. We're just very slow getting back to the zone. It's often that you find our D-men on three on twos, two on ones, and the forwards are late getting back. But... Yeah, I mean, turnovers have been huge. Yeah, the turnovers on the opposing blue line are just, they're just unexcusable. Um, uh, Yeah, we can't make a pass to the neutral zone. It just seems like we just can't play hockey. It's hard to diagnose this because, I mean, for large stretches of the game, we're playing completely fine. And then, you know, a bad bounce happens and odd man rush and then they pot it and the and the real the problem is is turnovers and yeah the amount of odd man rushes you're gonna stop maybe one two two on ones but 
you allow five for a game, they're going to capitalize. Just like, you know, being shorthanded. You're just playing an odds game, and you're going to lose those odds eventually. And uh, unfortunately, the Canucks have had a rude awakening early on this season. If you're going to turn the puck over in your own end, or at the opposing blue line, it's going to bite you in the ass. And uh, I think we just have to simplify things, play simple hockey, get the puck in, hard on the forecheck, and play our game. I mean, we haven't seen these turnovers for years. I mean, for the past two years, I think we've had not stellar elite teams, but we didn't see these type of turnovers last year. No. And I think, I don't know if it's a confidence thing right now. We're in a bit of a losing stretch and we have a lot of high skill players. So we're seeing a lot of turnovers at the offensive, right inside the offensive blue line. And I don't know if that's them trying to use their skill and just they're forcing things a bit instead of just chipping the puck down low or they like is that them exactly trying to trying to force it or do they really just not know what to do like is the offensive system kind of screwed up right now and that's the thing I think you know Travis needs to go into practice and just really just kind of all right look at the film break it down just sample hockey like you're talking about and yeah like you go three for six on a power play and you you have all that power play time, and then you end up in a 6-5 game by the right. end of it. Yeah, that's not good. The only and, and the funny thing is, is the Montreal Canadiens in that first game had only one power play. Now, they ended up scoring on it, unfortunately, but discipline was better. Yep. Uh, you know, our power play was better, yep. and we still led in five goals. Yeah. It, it's, it's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely panicking after the Calgary series, and it was because of special, lack of special teams and turnovers. And so you see us in this series, we fixed one of the things. Special teams, I mean, we'll move on to the second game in a right, bit. Right, yeah. But <laughs> special teams, for the most part, the scoring on special teams has been fixed, it looks like. But the turnovers were just like, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, like, they were wrapped up to ten. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it didn't make any sense watching that game. And the biggest thing in that game was momentum swings. It was just constantly swinging back and forth. We do one thing good, and then a few months later, pucks back in our net. Yeah, yeah. We and weren't helping out the goalie very much that game. No, and, and let's move on to the second game, which I mean, Demko's stats right now are just hideous. But what do you want the guy to do? I mean, we, I think we just watched it. Four out of the seven goals were like just ridiculous turnovers. Schmidt off the toe of his stick leads to a shorty. Pedersen falls down, or no, he Pedersen. Passes it across the middle. It's a two on zero. Toffoli scores. Yeah, Quinn turns the puck over on the power play. Like it's just he he's hung up to drive for those goals, and you can say to be an elite goalie, you have to make some of the saves that you shouldn't make. But it, we're putting him in too many situations where yeah, I mean, he made like, a couple breakaway saves. He did. We're putting him in so many of those situations that they're statistically they're going to go in the net. Yeah, it's just inevitable that that's going to happen. Yeah, and that game was 2-2 after one, and then they scored four goals within, like, seven minutes. Yeah. I do think that a big thing in this series that I noticed was officiating, especially in that game. That's the game where Myers takes a, takes a, what do you want to call it? I think Myers just makes a hit at center ice. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about the hit then. Yeah. So let's, okay, so if, if you guys need a little refresher... With about three minutes to go, I think we're down 6-3 at the time. Armia's skating on the, the right side of the boards, about center ice, with his head down. 
Myers being a 6'8 monster just comes in and, and hits the heck out of him. He just smashes him. Unfortunately, Armia gets injured on the play, has a concussion. It was a high hit, uh, and it was called a five-minute game misconduct. Turns out no suspension. We When I saw it, I was just like, I don't know why this was even a penalty, to be fair. Uh, I know Montreal fans were crying, and you, know, you could salt your french fries with their tears, but the fact of the matter is, is yeah, Myers is a 6'8 man who can skate fast. I completely agree. And you look at the NHL's review of that hit, and the reason there was no discipline is because, like we saw, like I think most sane people would see, the primary point of contact was the chest. Oh, exactly. He, he he just hit him in the chest. and Didn't leave his feet. He's big. And actually, when you finish a hit, you come up and clipped a bit of his head. Yeah. I don't know why that was such an issue. But then, going back further into that game, yeah. Myers has two minors in that game. Three minors in that game, but we just took a lot of penalties. But again, I don't think a lot of those were penalties. I mean, yeah, you you mentioned Myers getting these minors. He had one where it was Suzuki and him in front of the net. Yeah. You have a rookie in Suzuki and a six eight veteran defenseman. The six eight veteran defenseman just plows the rookie, just plows him in front of the net and gets called. That's hockey, bud. I, I don't see the issue with that. Like no. Suzuki was right around the blue paint. Yeah. I don't think that's a penalty. Crush him. And I think a big thing that I noticed was, I'm not sure about the first game, but Kevin Pollock was refereeing games two and three. And I am going to take a direct shot at Kevin Pollock here. I don't know what you were doing. That Jay Beagle penalty in game three was a joke. Like. A joke. In game, I don't know if it was game two or three, you could not, the game took forever. Every two seconds there was a whistle. He was calling the most ticky-tack stuff. And because, like, the, the mics are on for the refs this year, it was always Kevin Pollock coming and telling the, the scores box that there's a new penalty. The other ref wasn't calling anything. And you would just have Kevin here just whistle-happy the entire game. I mean, I think in that game, he completely took the flow out of game two. He made it so that there were so many uh, so many special teams chances for both teams. And it makes it difficult... For us to gain any momentum, like we say we don't want to turn the puck over, we get pucks deep, forecheck, well, it's kind of hard to do that when every time you're going in, you're getting called for a penalty. Yeah, and especially when you're getting called for penalties in the second period with that long change, it even exacerbates the issues that we already have, and yeah, we've talked about it before, are we going to see playoff refing? are we going to see, you know, a hard check refing? We haven't seen that. We've seen, quite frankly, soft refing, and, you know... Yeah, it's unfortunate, and that's not really the biggest problem, though. The biggest problem is turnovers and uh, our defensive structure. Uh, it's it's hard to analyze it when it just seems like, you know, we can't make a stick-to-stick pass. We can't go through the neutral zone. We're not dumping the puck in deep. We're making turnovers at the blue line. It's just simple, fundamental hockey things this team is not doing right. And the hard things, we're doing okay. <laughs> we're winning face-offs. We're actually hitting well. Uh... You know, it's it's the simple things that we're not doing well. I think a part of that actually can, if you look at the line, the differences in the lines, you look at game two, and I think our first line, first forward line is like minus three. I know Quinn ends up like minus four. Yeah. But. Myers ended minus four too. Exactly. And you look at our fourth forward line, for example. Yeah. Through these games, they haven't been crazy bad minuses. The only guys who aren't minuses on this team right now are Ole Levy and Tyler Mott. Yeah, and 
I think that's a credit to the fourth line, and it's a credit to the way that they're playing. They're playing very simple hockey right now. Absolutely. They've left off. They've, they've picked up where they left off last year. And they're doing the exact same thing, and it's very effective. Exactly, Thomas. Simple hockey. Like, they need to... Like, the first line's got to pick up on somewhat of what the fourth line is doing. Like, what is the fourth line doing? They cross center, they dump it in. Yeah, four Mott, hard. Yeah, Mott will skate it in, sure. But what our first line is doing is we cross center, and we try to, like, cross in the middle. We try to swing around each other. We try these drop passes. And it doesn't have to be a dump it all the way to the goal line and go nail someone. It can be chip it to the circle, chip it to the hash marks. Chip like it to an empty side of the rink. An empty spot. But yeah. instead, we like to get one foot in the blue line and throw the puck across the entire zone. There's been two. There's been three where Besser had one really late in that game three where I have no clue what we are doing. Miller had that bad turnover that leads to the Drew goal. And Pedersen just falls down as the last guy back, slips, and the puck gets on a breakaway, and there's another goal. I mean, Miller's a good four-checker. Pedersen and Besser are our elite offensive players. Like, these mistakes cannot be happening. And I will say that as much as it is just the, the passes across the zone, it's also, I think, our defensive awareness needs to be better because you look at some of the plays the guys are trying to make, some of these plays are open for a second or two. And unfortunate plays like Schmidt's turnover, T fans on it, PD falls down. But at the same time, I will say, when you are the last man back, and you know you're the last man back, everyone else on the ice is in front of you, I think just the focus needs to be a bit better. The execution needs to be a bit better. And you need to just make the safe... With the way we're playing right now, just make the safe play when you are the last man back, because it's costing us. Yeah, hit the nail on the head. Focus. Focus, intensity, and drive. I mean, some players, you can see it. I thought Hoglander has played hard every single shift he's out there. As you've mentioned, fourth line's played very well. Um, but yeah, it just seems we're lacking focus. I mean, fanning on passes in your own end, pucks off skates, not being able to pick up pucks. These are simple things for these players. They're they're high-skill players. We just not, we're not focusing. We're not playing well. We're not playing hockey. And... I hate to do it, but I have to highlight Rafferty's first shift. Oh. His first game of the season, oh. and I know the nerves are there, but what you come into any hockey game as a call-up or as a like young player, and what do they tell you? They tell you, make the simple play, keep it simple, move your stupid. feet, keep your head up, and just get the puck off yeah. your stick quick. Yeah. And what does he do? He takes the puck <laughs> for a little joyride into the corner, and it ends up in the back of our net on that shift. Yeah, I think that was like a minute 30 into the game. Yeah, I <laughs> it's a fully again, <laughs> and it's like it makes me wonder. Like, okay, are these guys not ready to play when the puck drops, or is it just there's something going on in the room right now where they're just they're just gripping their sticks a bit too tight and they're just turning it over? I really don't know what to tell you, Kyle. Yeah, it's. I mean, the Canadian division is a good division. We know every single game is going to be competitive. That's unfortunate. That is really unfortunate, but that is the reality of the situation. Yeah, it's unfortunate facing McDavid and having to go to Calgary and then playing Montreal. Those are pretty loaded teams. But guess what? That's the reality. So I don't know what to say. Yeah, are we in our own head? Are we trying too hard? I don't know. It's a lack of focus. It's a lack of execution. And speaking on Brogan Rafferty, John Garrett said it perfectly. You you have a safe haven behind the net. Yep. He, he, he skates it, goes to the right side, 
I mean, you're a right-handed defenseman, too. Just, I don't know what you're doing. I'd rather have you ice that puck, to be quite honest, than what you did. I'd rather you shoot it over the glass. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... But, it, like, these are the boneheaded plays. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, these plays aren't normal. Like, you can't coach this. No. You can't GM fix this. This is on the players, unfortunately. And it's so demoralizing oh, to watch. because. It is. Especially in game two, even in game one. Honestly, in all three games, mm -hmm. you see spurts where they're flying at like full speed. The fourth line will go out. Yeah. They'll go hit someone. Yeah. I thought Bo's line has been pretty good. Besides Pearson, who's been quiet as heck, Hoglander and Bo have been driving play. I think Bo's been phenomenal at the start of the year. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think 8.7 games, he's he's playing like a captain. I think in the, in the face-off circle, he's... You know, it's kind of funny to say, I don't think he's doing as well as he can just because he is so great at face-offs that we've seen him be even better. And I think that's just going to come with more reps as the season goes on. So I'm not even worried about Bo right now. Yeah, and you kind of touched on that is we can be a, a lot, like we haven't played even close to our best hockey yet, which is good. If we were losing and we were just getting destroyed by playing decent hockey, I would be like, okay, hey, this is, this is going to be a long season, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. And I, I do think there is a problem with our defensive structure and, and with focus and with turnovers. And we can keep on going around in circles, just like we went around in circles with the Calgary with special teams. Going to need to fix it against Ottawa. And I think today's our first actual practice besides morning skate. Yep. So it gives the coaches an opportunity to really figure out what we're doing on defense. But yep. I, I have noticed, and I think we both noticed, is the slow back checking. And so yeah. a part of me wonders is that we're getting caught on, obviously we're getting caught on turnovers, we know that, but is a part of that just our shifts are too long? Is a part of that just, like, cause, because guys just look tired. Like we saw on one play where JT Miller was covering at the point yeah. and he couldn't even physically get back. Like no. He got beat by people that were deeper than him in the zone. Yeah, Quinn Hughes was probably 15 feet behind him and he was yeah. the second guy back. Exactly. Gaudette ended up... Yeah. Ended up trying to get the guy in front of the net, but he yeah. taps in that Suzuki one that, you know, yeah. came up up top. But Yeah, that was in the second game against Demko. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I I think another thing is turnovers late in shifts when you're trying to do too much. When the puck should be, it should be, the puck is chipped in and you go on a change, but instead it's, no, let's make a drop pass. Let's try to do something creative. Saucer it three feet in the air, and then it's in the back of our oh, net. Exactly, the puck has to get the puck has to get deep for you. But, to, yeah, but the puck is getting turned over at the blue line. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario. And right now, it looks like they don't understand that in order to change, the puck needs to be two hundred feet from your net. Like, it, because you're dead tired, so you can't skate back, but you refuse to shoot it into their own end. So I don't know what more to tell you. Yeah, and let's move on to the third game, which I thought out of all three games was our probably our most complete game. I thought, quite frankly, for 45-50 minutes, we played completely fine. I loved the bounce back from the third, tying it up with five minutes into the third. I was like, yes, this is great, awesome, and then, I mean, we implode again. And uh, again, we get a little unlucky. Pedersen hits a post, Besser hits a post, Ole Olevi jumping up in the play hits a post, yep. and then they storm back, and Perry gets kind of a soft goal against Holtby on the rush. Yep. Um, kind of crossing it in the middle. So the breaks aren't breaking for a team that is turning the puck over and not doing the little things. And all that together, 
all that together is just bad. It's just bad hockey. Yeah, it's 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 terrible to watch these mistakes happen because you see these spurts where we play great. I thought the third game we started very hot. Um, I noticed a great a physical start in the third game. Third game, yes. Very physical start. Miller had four hits, I think, last night. Yeah, and McEwen was McEwen was going too. Yeah. I liked McEwen's game. That first period, Miller just chipped the puck in and just killed some people right off to start the game. He did. And I think the biggest thing was you saw a difference in the way Montreal reacted. In last night's game, game three, when you chipped the puck in on those defense defensemen, they didn't look as good. They Getting them turned around a bit, getting them moving, playing the body on them. The third line, McEwen, like you pointed out, was hitting. Roussel had some hits. And it made them uncomfortable. You saw Montreal start to turn the puck over a bit. And you saw Vancouver get some more zone time, which we haven't kind of been having. Yeah, and it's a good point. I think at one point we were out hitting them 26-16. to 16. So, yeah, you, you, you get pucks in deep. You work out to the other team. Wow, you're playing a brand of hockey that you don't let in five goals, even though we did. You know, you let in two goals. And one is kind of soft on a break that you hit a post. Like... It's weird. This team looks so good, and then you have these breakdowns, which are just so catastrophic. <laughs> I think one thing I kind of wondered, right? Before the series, you mentioned Montreal could have the best decor in the Canadian division. And I think coming out of the series, you would say Montreal definitely could have the best decor. But what I would say is we really didn't test Montreal's defensemen too much. I'd say... like. When we turn the puck over, the defense is kind of just, when you look at it from Montreal's perspective, the D are coming back, we carrying the puck in, but then it's turned over, and their forwards take it. So yeah. the D didn't have to do much work besides last night's game, and then that's where you saw them. Like, Romanov, I thought, in games one and two looked pretty good. But then last night, you start putting a bit more pressure on him, and you, you see Ro- you, Exactly, yeah. you see yeah. Romanov turning over the puck. Yeah, good point. And so... I think a lot of that was our bottom six flying last night. McEwen injected back into the lineup. But just as a team, structurally, I think, to start that game, we played a bit better. We did. We played a better game in game three. And unfortunately, the result didn't come. And there were breakdowns in that third period. That can't happen. And, uh, yeah, it is frustrating, man. And to your point, yeah, Montreal's a good decor. I wouldn't say Montreal decor like, shut us down what? at all. They really weren't... They were effective, but they weren't clamping us by any stretch. Petrie had, was effective jumping up in rushes. He was. They have some offensively inclined defensemen. Shea Weber has a big clapper. Petrie's solid. Uh, Joel Edmondson, I mean, he had a lob shot from, <laughs> I don't know, 120 feet and went uh, right in the net. That was pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Um, Gary Price played well, I thought, in the third game. So, yeah, you're not going to win many games when you're letting in five goals. Yeah, I think we just need to... We need to reset. Yeah, one thing I'm not seeing... You know, we saw it a lot growing up watching the Sedins play. And I know this group is different. But I think one thing that could help them with the high skill that they have is cycling the puck a bit more. Mm. Consistent zone time. You see Montreal play in there. We kind of got us pinned in our zone to the point where we get tired. And, like, some of it's long change and... But we're not pinning these teams in the zone with the amount of skill that we have in our top six. Like, they're kind of able to break out on us. They're able to get the puck out. And we do have spurts where we have zone time. But I think there hasn't been a game where you could say that we we dominated the offensive zone yet. 
No, I don't think we have cycled or had the significant zone time we were seeing last year, with especially the lotto line. Yep. Um, I don't know if I really saw Montreal cycle and wear our defense down. I think they did have a couple extended offensive zone shifts, but... I mean, for the most part, man, Montreal got most of their goals on odd man breaks and a couple power play goals. Like, I didn't... Like, they had that first goal uh, in yesterday's game where it was kind of on the half boards and then they chipped it in front and a quick shot goes under Holtby. Yeah, it's, 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 it is frustrating because I don't see us getting dominated. I don't see us getting completely kind of dominated in the way we saw Vegas take it to us in the last couple of games in that series. You know, we've said it probably, I don't know how many times, it could be a drinking game at this point. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. I, I, I don't know what to say at this point. It's um, it's time for a reset. We do play Edmonton three in a row at home. That will be a huge series. Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I do wonder is, like, you know, we saw McDavid attack Edler when we played, uh, when we played Edmonton a bit. Mm-hmm. And I know Shea Weber is, you know, still a good hockey player, but he is on the higher end of the age spectrum. Here. Oh, no doubt. And so, you know, I, I I can't come out of this three-game series and say we attacked Weber's skating. You know, I can't come out and say we we specifically, you know, because at, at every, especially in these series, I think it'll be big this year, is I think you have to have a little bit more of a game plan coming into some of these series of how you want to attack certain teams but I do think that will improve as we play them even more. Well, yeah, we play them nine times. Exactly. So I would like to see in our next series against Montreal, you know, let's see if we can get Weber turning his feet, get him turning, get him changing directions, and see if we can beat him wide, see if we can open up some of that zone time, get him to back off a bit more, and then, you know, maybe we, we can try those passes a little higher in the zone and they won't result in turnovers. Yeah, it's weird. Like, we're not even really, like, are we even... We don't really have much speed going through the neutral zone. No, we don't. We're not getting really that many odd man rushes. It's like it, it's hard to even assess where this team is at because we're just not doing the little things right. No, and in hockey, it's all about doing the little things right consistently. And over a course of a game, that's going to add up. You're going to get friendly shifts. You're going to get a couple bounces, yada yada yada, and vice versa. When you do the little things wrong, that's going to bite you in the ass. And yeah, I mean, we can talk about trying to exploit certain players' weaknesses. I know Edmondson isn't the fastest skater either. He's kind of a Shea Weber a archetype as well. But, you know, for me, I'm not even thinking of that. Like, can we just do the little things right? Can we stop turning it over? Can we get the pucks deep? Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating for sure, man. I think one thing that can definitely help our turnovers is, and I've noticed this with many players across the league, many teams watching hockey is, the high-skilled players love to try to make these stick-to-stick nifty passes. And I think what can help our turnovers is keeping the puck out of the middle a bit and using the boards. Like, you see you see Quinn Hughes, uh, Quinn or Petey, I don't know, early in the season, make a long pass to Besser off the board. That was Petey, yeah. Petey. That was nice. And so, you these guys can do it, but, you know, like, little chip off the boards instead of make, going up the middle. You know, maybe that'll help our turnovers. Like, a pass to Besser cutting across the middle, you can get it to him if you go off the boards. It's the same result. It's just, they're, it doesn't look like they're seeing it right now. They're just forcing things, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, we're just playing hockey. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. And I know uh, 
you're on the Gaudet train. I've been pretty high on Gaudet. He gets scratched game three. What do you make of that, and how? Do you, what do you think of that coach's decision? Uh, to be quite frank, I did not like the move. You didn't like the move, okay? No, Gaudet struggled in game two. Gaudet did not have the greatest game two, but I don't see how Sutter brings more than Gaudet does on the third line, in the middle. Sutter kills penalties. Sutter got an NHL goal. Uh, he got a video game goal yeah, in, in honestly, game two. Yeah. Uh, we noticed probably Sutter's been one of our... I don't think he's had a great season by any stretch, and but I will say that was a pretty filthy goal, it unfortunately. Is. <laughs> I mean, Sutter, Sutter has hands. Sutter yeah. can block a couple shots on the penalty kill. But Sutter, we've noticed, is extremely slow. Yeah, he's lost a step or something. He, he's, he's in quicksand. Up like, I know Beagle's in great shape for his age, and Mott is quick. But when Sutter was on the fourth line with those guys, those guys are flying, and you don't even notice Sutter on the ice. And... This might be controversial. I honestly think Louis Erickson right now would be faster than Sutter. He's just... It's like he's in quicksand. I don't know what it to is. tell you. And, and, you know, maybe we scratch about that because Greener thinks Sutter brings more defensive... A more defensive game to that third line. Maybe more defensive responsibility. Which, Gaudet has his problems in his, his own zone. But, yeah, I, I just... I didn't necessarily hate the move, but, you know... Gaudet's on a one-year RFA contract. It's a 56-game season. Like, can we not see what he has? I've been clamoring for him to get more ice time. Yeah, and so I think it's I think it's a little bit unfair to see, you know, I know there are star players. I know they're in the top six. I know you're not going to scratch any of these guys. Like, you never do that. But you've got some of these guys making brutal turnovers, and Gaudet makes a few mistakes, turns the puck over a few times, and he's out of the lineup. What does that do for a player's confidence? Right, like maybe it, maybe it's to jumpstart. Maybe it's right. you know you're gonna put him right back in next game and kind of a McEwen thing where you set him for a couple games and we noticed McEwen looked yeah McEwen great. played well. Uh, he had a couple passes and you know I liked his actually I think he played a very simple game last night when he came back. He sh- took a slap shot, low pad, yeah. exactly what you want. Yeah, he was physical. He moved the puck well. Yeah, I mean he, he was skating well. He had that kind of half breakaway where he curled back and then. Passed it with his backhand, and Jake got robbed by Price. I mean, the third and fourth line, when they play it and keep it simple, are very effective. And you've touched on it, we've touched on it. Mod and Beagle are really exemplifying that to pitch perfection. I mean, off and off, on and off the tape, getting it deep, banging bodies, get the puck on net. Yeah, I, I think they're playing very well. Them, yeah. I put them right behind Bo as our better players. Absolutely. To start the season. Mizey? Mizey's played I well. think Myers has played very well. I yep. think Myers has played like a top four defenseman yeah. this season. Yeah. He, he'll, you'll see a couple minuses on his stat board, but I mean, everyone's got ridiculous minuses now because of yeah. the turnovers. Um, I do think that... Even Ben jumping into the lineup wasn't half bad, considering he didn't play a game. Considering that was for Ben's first on-ice action to start the season, I thought he played well. Mm-hmm. I thought Ben played actually very yeah. well. I will say though that I don't know I don't I don't like Green going into the blender as much as he does with the line combinations. You know, we saw last night's lineup was very different. We saw Jake go back up to the first line. Jake should not be in the top six, and I'm a Jake fan. Yeah, it's like we said this after the Edmonton series when Green pulled him off that line in about a period and a half in one game. Jake is not that type of player, but then like you know, maybe you move Brock down to play with Bo. All right, maybe that can generate some offense. Why but is Neil's on the third line? I don't understand that. <laughs> but like, 
whatever you're gonna do, right? Okay, I can't I can't stop you from doing that. It's your team. You make the lines. But if that's your starting lineup, I don't understand why you're gonna juggle that like halfway through the first. If you 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 come up with your coaching staff and you say, you know what, this is the lineup we're gonna go with, and you don't even give it a period. You're already juggling. I don't understand that. Like, can you, can you help me out here? Like, why is he juggling something he's committed to before the game? I don't get it. Well, I have my theory about it, and here's the thing. Green has always mixed up the lines when things are going bad, and I think he's thinking that will give the team a spark, get some new chemistry going, maybe a couple bounces happen. Clearly it hasn't helped, and I really think... This is just my theory, is Green's in a contract year. Green doesn't make the playoffs this year. I think there's a significantly high chance that he doesn't get brought back as the head coach. I think that's and, spot on. And is this pressure, because that is pressure. You're, you're fighting for your career. I will add, Vancouver's a very, the media is, we all know Vancouver. Canadian market's a different breed. Exactly. So, is the pressure getting to him? Is he maybe making some rash decisions just because of that externality? I don't know. It's six, seven games into the season. For me, that would be a little early. But I think it's definitely possible. And something that, as the season continues with this contract looming overhead... Because Benning and Green both have agreed in press conferences that they want to get a deal done. Exactly. But it's not there. It's a results-based business at the end of the day. I will say that, obviously, Green's intentions are good. And obviously, he's... We can agree he's juggling his lines to create that spark. Yeah, I, I think right now, because of the way we're playing, I actually think it's having the reverse effect. Well, yeah, and especially without a training camp and without preseason and with new faces, this is crucial early season time to build chemistry. Like, quite frankly, it sucks starting 2-5, and five, but we still have 49 games left. I mean, the season isn't even close to being over, and... How are our players going to build chemistry when they don't even know who they're playing with night in, night out? I was just going to say that. It's a big thing. Like, even the game, you don't know who you're playing with every night. And then when the game starts, you still, he kind of is just tapping guys on the shoulder. All right, you're out. And it's just, I think it's having the reverse effect. I think they kind of, the way they're playing looks like they're gripping their sticks really tight. And it looks like, okay, Green's put me out with this guy. Like, let's take Jake just for a random example. Green's put me on the first line. If I'm Jake, I'm thinking, okay, these lines are getting switched around like every two, three shifts. If I mess up here, I'm off that line. Like that, that's, it's like, that's got to yeah. be their mentality because it's kind of like he's not allowing them to make any mistakes. It's like you do one thing wrong, you're moved, you do, like something doesn't go their way. I think it's just killing kind of confidence and they're not being, they're not able to build any chemistry. Like you said, it's tough to generate points when you're constantly on a different line you're constantly playing with someone different yeah it's ironic because he's done it and the turnovers have even been more like i I, i'm also touching on this i think it's hard i mean it's hard for the defensemen too because they're getting switched around injuries have played a role in that a bit but i mean quinn hughes hasn't had a consistent partner the whole year you lose tanny who was instrumental in his first year instrumental i mean why not pair quinn hughes with mizey Right? Like, Quinn Hughes, we have to still admit, he's 21 years old. We're relying on a 21-year-old offensive defenseman to carry the load on defense right now. 
Yeah. And he, yeah, he's played a little shaky, especially in his own end. He's had turnovers. He's had mistakes. He's 21 years old. That's going to happen. And unfortunately, he had, I mean, the defensemen haven't had any time to build any chemistry, just like the forwards. Yeah, I think injuries has played a part in that. I do think, yeah, you're looking at Quinn's game so far this season. You think he's a minus seven after seven games. Yeah. It's not great when you look at it. There have been turnovers. I think we can definitely see the hole that Tanev had, the hole that he left since he's gone. I do think that pairing him with Myers would be interesting, and I do think that would be a good move because defensively right now, I would say that Myers is our our best guy back there. In his own end, I think he's the best guy. And I will actually say that I think Ole Ulefi has played very well in his defensive end. Ole Levy has been one of the most impressive Canucks for me and one of the most underrated guys. The guy is literally 22 years old. That's how old I am. <laughs> He's played fantastic defensively, could have had his first goal, um, kills penalties. I mean, silent, stoic. I really like Levy. Schmidt, a little disappointing. I was expecting big things. And he hasn't played necessarily bad, but there has been some mistakes where it's like, Obviously, the fan was a big mistake, but yeah, we I need th- a bit more out of Schmidt, just th- a little bit. I think Schmidt right now, for me, is falling into the same category as our top forward line. It's just guys that we need more out of right now. I think that's like the same type of thing where it's like, you know what, you're better than this, we know you're better than this, you know you're better than this. Same type of thing with PD. you got to get it going. That's the bottom line. you just you got to find a way. Yep. And going back to Yulevi's thing, you know... So what, like, we both think that Yulevi has been playing well. Yeah. Yet we saw him get scratched in game one against Montreal. Correct. And we did see Chatfield come in and he played well. I was very impressed with Chatfield. Very impressed. So, like, what do you make of that move? To me, it's just another thing of, I don't want to say Green's getting a bit desperate. And I know it's a contract year, but at some point, like, what do you think? I think you got to trust your players a little bit. I think... Well, let's frame it, because in game one, we were coming off two losses to Calgary, back-to-back. Yep. 3 nothing and 5-2. So, he makes the change, maybe gets some juice in, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Chatfield played well, and we won that game. And then Yulevi's back in the lineup next night. I didn't love the move. It worked out for him. Luckily, maybe. I think if Yulevi gets scratched again, that's where I really have problems. Because Yulevi has proven to be an everyday NHL defenseman, in my opinion. And he's only 22 years old. I agree with that. I think that Yulevi has proven to be an everyday defenseman in the NHL. And I will also say, Yulevi draws back into the lineup in Game 2 in a game where Chatfield, Yulevi, and Rafferty have to play because of injuries. Yeah. So... If we didn't get injuries that game, I can only wonder, would Travis have put Yulevi back in? That's a good question. That's and a good question. We'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, like a guy like Yulevi, where we think he's playing well, say he had played that, not played that second game. Does he even draw back in for game three? Like, it's a guy where we can see the plays, and we can see his improvements, because he had turnovers in the first series. And so, when we think he should be playing in the NHL every day... I, I just I feel feel like it's so early, and we are playing bad. That why not just trust your players a bit? You know what I mean. If you're already, you know, just in a skid, 
just ride it out a bit. Maybe you say, like, you know what? Pedersen, you just put the lotto line together. Like, for game three, just put the lotto line together and say, you know what? Just ride it out. Roll with the boys. Exactly. If you want to change it in a tight game, period two, three, go ahead. No problems with that. But to, before the game, be like, especially when you have no practices, you're just changing these things in morning skates. You know, it's different in a playoff series of seven games when, you know, guys are really banged up. You're playing certain matchups. And I know these are series, but early on, I think we just need to roll with the lines a little bit here. Yeah, and you look at our defense now. Myers is playing solid. Bill Levy's playing solid. Edler's been meh. Schmidt's been meh. Quinn Hughes with six points in seven games has still been disappointing. I mean, I don't think Brogan is going to touch the ice again for the season. No. Ben's played well. Yeah, I just think this team needs to settle down, reset. I don't want the lineup to change once No. in three games against Ottawa. I don't care if we lose all three. I don't give a fuck if we lose all three. Yeah. Keep the lines together. Keep them together. And quite frankly, I'm... I know you're a little bit uh, wary about Ottawa. You think we're going to lose two? I think we're going. I think we have to at least win two games, at least four out of six points against Ottawa. Get back on track a bit. We go away to Winnipeg. That's going to be a hard series. If we do not get four points out of six against Ottawa, I'm going to hit the panic button. I completely agree. You need at least four of six against Ottawa, and I will say I don't think. That I'm worried about Ottawa. I'm not worried about Ottawa. The issue here is I'm thinking we drop two of those games possibly because I am worried about us. Well, yeah. yeah. Right? It's not Ottawa beating yeah. us at this point. It's us beating ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. And to your point of I don't want to see the lineup change, I agree. And what did we hear today, Kyle? Justin Bailey skating today at practice. You know, like, I understand we just dropped two of three to Montreal. I get it. But at some point, Travis, I'm telling you, buddy, just let the boys play a little bit. Yeah, and honestly, I like Bailey. He's fast. He's big. Yeah, nothing against shot. Bailey. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if you want to insert Bailey into the lineup, do it and keep him there. Don't insert him and then insert McEwen back in and then insert Godet. No. Keep the lineup the way it is. Build some chemistry. Evaluate where your lines are at. And then tinker. You're tinkering... Mid game when we're down two nothing, Hoglander start. Why is Hoglander on the third line? I I couldn't tell you. Look, the kid's played. Quite frankly, I don't think he's had a bad effort shift this whole entire season. I he's think... made some mistakes. He's twenty years old, playing seven his seventh game in the NHL. He could have had two more assists this year. That again, I like Green because he's a player's coach. He's a motivator, but. At the same time, I am starting to see some panicky tendencies, some questionable moves, especially with lineups. That doesn't make me all too happy. I think that behind Bo, Mott, Beagle, and Myers, Hoglander has been the most consistent effort guy we've had. Mm -hmm. I will agree with that. I think Green has fallen a little bit into what the team in general has fallen into. I think the whole kind of vibe around the team right now is just a little bit of a little bit of uneasiness, a little bit of trying too hard. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the turnovers, we're trying a bit too hard. We're trying to make the fancy play. Green's juggling. He's trying a bit too hard. He's trying to, like, spark, spark, spark. But just, you know, relax. Everybody relax. Yeah. 
I will say I do want to see Gaudet back in for the Ottawa series. Who do you take out? I take out Sutter. I, yeah, I take out Sutter. <laughs> I take out Sutter. To be quite frank, I wouldn't mind seeing Gaudet if you're going to put Jake on that first line. I wouldn't mind seeing Gaudet take a period there at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just think keep the lotto line. I, I honestly think our top six, honestly, if you're going to take anyone out of the top six, quite frankly, it should be Pearson. Yeah, Pearson's produced nothing. He's been invisible on the ice. He's done nothing. He's not banging bod. If you're going to take out a guy, I think Miller's been fine. Besser. We haven't talked about Besser. He's had a good year. Besser's been great. Petey, look, slow start. At least he gets a goal. He's hitting a couple posts. I think I think he's going to be okay. Bo, as you mentioned, has been good. Niels, only guy who I really can point to in the top six who's been subpar is Pearson. I wouldn't mind Godet on that second line. Right, and so, like we saw Jake move up to that first line last night and Besser come down. And I think that was more of just trying to get PD going because it's not any points like you... It's not anything to do with Besser's play. Like, you know what I mean? Besser's been playing fine, like you just said. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I just... I don't know. Just pick something, stick to it. But I think Godet should be in the lineup. Sutter just, you know, had a video game goal and that's about all he's done. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, and it, you know, I'm I'm optimistic about the Ottawa series, but boy, if we drop a couple, you're gonna see my tone shift real quick. Yeah, this this week is a big tell on how the season's gonna go. Massive, a huge tell on how the season's gonna go. Is it going to continue to be this subpar season where you know, I hate to say, it, but maybe maybe these turnovers are going to become something common. That's not what we want to see. It's It's been painful to watch these last Ugh. couple games. If uh, there's turnovers against Ottawa, there's something very wrong. Very I wrong. I agree. There's something completely wrong if there's turnovers against Ottawa. And, you know, we just got to get back to basics against this Ottawa team. They're a very young team. Uh, you know, Ottawa's not going to beat us. So we're going to beat ourselves if we lose these games. Yep. If we don't beat ourselves... We should win. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. That's going to do it for us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. We'd like to hear what you have to say, and thanks for listening. Yeah, you guys can follow us on Instagram at nux underscore talk. We're building a little community there. A lot of ranting going on in the comment section. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free to, and uh, catch you next series.